0: and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'll be your host for today, Deep Geek. Today's topic, whitelisting with cPanel. And you can find the companion article uh, for this presentation on my blog website at www.deepgeek.us slash whitelisting dash with dash cPanel. And cPanel is spelled c-p-a-n-e-l the whole thing is lowercase. So, what is cPanel, you know, and why would I find this stuff useful? For that matter, what is whitelisting and what are we talking about? Well, what we're talking about is email. And as you may have seen, I'm a, a big advocate of having things done in a customized manner. I think the computer should be made to work our way, not us made to work their way. And so, I happen to be a Kind of a old school, little old old school guy, and I'm I'm deeply in love with email. I still think it's nifty as hell, um, but email has was invented in a time before we had spammers and the general public on the inter interwebs. You know, it's uh, hard to get it done your way these days. But what I found is with a simple shared, inexpensive shared web host account. You can actually use that web host's controlling mechanism that web host accounts control mechanism to make their mail system receive your email for you and do all kinds of wild things with it um, so that's what we're talking about is we're talking about registering your handle I know hack of public gray right we all have handles, so registering your handle, getting a cheap web host account. And then doing email voodoo with a common cPanel, control panel interface. And cPanel is one of the top three commercial web front ends for managing your shared web host account. So it's common out there. If you were to Google cheap web hosting cPanel or inexpensive web hosting cPanel, you would get a whole bunch of entries of... Web hosts out there just dying for your business, and you can register register your custom domain and have the whole thing done. Pay only, you know, I think I pay five dollars per registration and sixty dollars per year for the web host, you know, and um, you you get access to their email system. I would even go so far as to advocate if you don't want to have a web page, is to just point your web page. It may be your MySpace page or something, or maybe your your profile page at your favorite um, pa- uh, form and just enjoy the benefits of customized email delivery. Um, the benefits of cPanel is that once you learn cPanel, it runs on a variety of things. Once you learn the cPanel interface, you can do some really strange email voodoo with it. And how would you like to have your web presence out there sorting through your email for you and determining what emails you should be able to pick up via your mobile device, such as your cell phone or PDA, what emails you should be paged so that they push to you as opposed to waiting for you to pick them up, and even back at your main computer just having all your friends in one email account and then once in a while checking a less, che- a less frequently checked email account for all of the general emails you may be receiving it's a wonderful thing so if you stick with me with this episode at the best you'll be a mobile email maven and at worst, you'll be able to you'll be able to learn some do some really cool things with your email routing. So that's what we're talking about here. So as you can tell, you know, uh, I do do the mobile email thing, and my uh, my uh, cell phone provider I just changed actually uh, because I found one with a uh, mobile data plan that was that I could get on a prepaid basis. So uh, goodbye, you know. Goodbye to the old cell phone provider that just gave me telephone service, prepaid. Now I got data prepaid, too. Um, And my cell phone provider isn't uncommon in that. For you to pick up something like your email, you have to go to the mobile web and go to a a webmail interface on the mobile web and read your email there. And for mine, it happens to be Yahoo. Yahoo's webmail, which we're all probably all very familiar with. Um, but your cell phone provider may have their own uh, front-end that you can use. And what you would do, well, okay, let's talk about being able to access Yahoo webmail. You could very well go out there, uh, get a Yahoo mail ID, um, your ID at yahoo.com, and give that out to everybody as your email address and pick it up at your home computer at your work computer and on your cell phone just as easily but you're going to run into the same problems that you always run into where you give out your email address and it turns out you gave it to somebody who sends you a lot of stuff you don't want interrupting you you give out your email address and it gets around the web and now spammers have it i know one guy i met at work where he when i was developing this stuff he gave out his uh, texting email address to some people on AOL. And there's like this weird scene that involves forwarding jokes. And every time they forward, they they distribute the email address with them. And now, you know, he gets emails of jokes as text messages. And he came again to the body. The joke was, all well, he sees his headers. And he has to pay per message. You know, that's a horrible thing. So what I'm talking about is not just using your regular yahoo mail ID but using yahoo as a interface to pick up the mail from your your pop3 account on your own domain right so this is interesting because you're gonna register your own domain and you can create as many pop3 email accounts as you want on your domain. Now, by the way, and I'm not going to be giving actual, like, commands in this episode. I'm going to get, be giving more or less a theoretical overview. If you need to actually learn to do basic things with cPanel, all you have to do is Google cPanel beginners or cPanel tutorials. Later, we'll give you the actual cPanel uh, man pages. And uh, many of these tutorials are put up by web hosting companies. So you could see then screenshots of how to set up a POP3 account, a screenshot of how to set up a mail forwarding account, stuff like that. Um, So you know we don't want to give out our real email address that's tied into any physical device because then we lose control and what we're talking about is keeping control of our email, especially when you may be paying per message charges and when you commonly deal with people who may not be able to imagine that something besides a desktop computer might be online. Let me rant a little bit. I used to give out... I've had cPanel for quite a while and my own web host accounts for quite a while under a bunch of different domains over the years and I used to give out two email addresses to people and I would say this is for my bulk mail, and this is for this, my personal stuff. What is the mental block? If you can tell me in English and explain something to me, maybe you can help me out instead of me trying to help you out with the Hacker Public Radio episode. My feedback email address is hpr at deepgeek.us, and if you can email me and tell me what this great phobia that's out there with people who think that you can only have one email address set in stone for the rest of eternity, explain it to me because I don't get it. I mean, if I gave you my personal phone number and my business phone number, would you call me for BS at work? Or would you save the BS phone call for when I'm at home? You'd respect it, right? So what is the big deal about understanding that you've got One email address for things you sent to 50 people. And if you're going to write the deep geek a personal note, just send it to this one. I want to handle it differently. I don't understand what's wrong with that. (laughs) And I don't understand why the rank and file or the Joe Pinkboy computer user out there can't understand that he should not give away your email address. Maybe you don't want it to get around the web. You know, maybe you're afraid spammers will get their hands on it. Now, if I go into your place of employment and say, give me Jack's home phone number, do they? No, they say, I'm going to pass this message to you, and if he wants to, he'll call you back. Because they respect you. So why can't people do that with email addresses too? Just just please, if you have a way, it just really freaks me out. Drop me an email and tell me why. Because I don't freaking get it. Oh, okay. Rat mode off. So what is garbage email? Now, you know, you just heard my rant, but... You know, so you're going to go right away. You're going to go, spam. Spam is garbage email. Great deep geek. I know that spam is garbage email. But, you know, I want to have a more general definition of spam. Spam is anything that you would be annoyed with receiving if you had to pay on a per email basis. If I get charged... Let's say you have biggest ripoff cell phone provider and they charge you 1750 for an email. Okay, so you're saying oh it's 1750 right now. Okay. Let's say you're in Alaska and you have to use a satellite based cell phone and now you have to pay five dollars to receive a text message. Someone sends you the latest plitty joke. You know, oh I me your friend tell your friends they love him, send a copy to ten people, and you paid five dollars to receive that on your satellite cell phone, your satellite phone, would you be annoyed? Yes. So it's not just spam. We're talking about things that are inappropriate to pay higher connection fees associated with mobile devices to have to have them interrupt us. Perhaps you have a business cell phone you use during the nine to five hours or something. You know, is it right to have your, pers- your friends send their personal things, love notes, whatever you can imagine that's not business-related to your business email address. You know, I think we should arrive at a courtesy uh, where we we can pull up a name on our screen and say, okay, I got a business address, a personal address, and a bulk mail address for each person, and I can respect those things. That's what I think a good emailer is, and they don't send you garbage. And sure, if they hear a good joke and it's a good funny, they send it to you. But they send it to the right place for you so you can handle it efficiently. I mean, in this day of m- mobile email, perhaps we're tooling down the park. We're at 90 miles an hour. Beat me with something important, not a joke. So the joke emails, you know, stuff like that. The forwards, endless forwards. Some people I've seen put a link to, please forward responsibly. Uh, in their signature block, it's such a problem. So, you know, and like I said, maybe you give out your, maybe you ha- try to have an insider email address just for your special friends, and you give it to someone, and you realize, boy, I wish I didn't give them my best email address. Maybe you're at that point. Well, how about this for a proposal? How about you give out an email address, and you let the technology do the to the hard work for you. Let's use a little bit of artificial intelligence and have a computer figure out what I should be interrupted with and what should wait for a later date. So what I'm saying is, have a published email address. Have a public email address and set up your home computer to check that and you can check it once a day, once a week, once a month once every three months, whatever you want. You know, just in case somebody out of the blue emails you, you don't have their email address on file, it gets misfiled. You control your own spam that way. Then you take your your mail or daemon at your web host and you program it to elevate certain emails from an untrusted status to a trusted status. That's what we're talking about. So. The first thing I have to come up with to implement this system is secret email addresses. This is called security through obscurity. We're, we're going to protect certain email addresses by not telling anyone what they are. In my case, I just picked out random numbers from thin air. You know, 5642 at deepgeek.us. And I actually did two of these. And I don't tell anyone what they are. But what I do is I have a computer system handle it. So then I go back to my home computer and I set up three downloads from POP3. The general one, the one that I g- gave give out to anyone, I published one. And all my all my stuff that is undefined is going to fall in there by default. And then I tell it also to pick up the other two email addresses. So, security through obscurity. I'm not going to tell people about the other two email addresses. And I want them to be, you know, really vague and random. Because spammers do have lists of common email addresses. Like, let's say someone's name is John Smith. All right? Spammers know to try J. Smith and J. Smith at every domain they hear about. So... Bouncing emails back if you don't have a defined, if you don't have the POP3 email account set up. And then have ones that people will never guess. That's optimally. Now you may be asking, well, why do you have two? You keep saying two. I have two. I have two. I'm not doing that to annoy you. I have a very interesting function for, for as I have three POP email addresses. The published one, the one, that's really least frequently used that will page me on my cell phone. And I have one that's just people I know who I don't want to pay a per-message charge. All right, then I go back to my Yahoo webmail interface and I tell it about the two-numbered email addresses. Now, when I go to m.yahoo.com slash mail and you scroll down, and you see, check other email. I've gone on the web, told Yahoo about those other two secret accounts, but not my first account, not the published one, because I'm only picking that up at home maybe once a week, whatever. Um, and so I go to the web interface for Yahoo, and I have Yahoo copy the email over from my secret numbered email accounts to my Yahoo mail folder. And then I can view just those over my cell phone. The one that beeps me is accessible as the one that doesn't beep me, from Yahoo's perspective. But I want to change the perspective, because some email, some email is, you know, you care about people, right? So when they do email you, you want to get back right away. Well, what better, what better convenience than to have a beep or a page. Or, in the case of cell phone, we call it actually the SMS, the short message service, or what most people call texting. Your cell phone provider will provide you with a texting email address you can use on the web. So, for instance, let's say your phone number now it's a 10-digit number for your cell phone number. So, if you were a Verizon customer, you could take that 10-digit number and use the at sign and do vtext.com, I think it is, for Verizon texting. And anything to that email address will get copied to your your texting interface on your cell phone. You'll only get the first 180 characters that way. So it's good to save a copy where you can get at it because some emails you receive are going to be longer than 180 digits. But you, So you want a copy to the POP3 email address, but you want the page or the short message service as a preview, and as a notification. So you're going to try to get the gist from the first 180 characters, the most important stuff, to see if you want to bother to, to check your webmail from your cell phone. All right, so cPanel, tips and tricks. How to create a cloning email address on cPanel. That is an a, uh, email address on cPanel that will take an email it receipt there, store it in the POP3 folder, and then take a copy of the email and forward it outside of itself to your cell phone company so you get the message too. Very simple. You go and you log into your cPanel. You click the mail icon. That brings you to your mail management subpage. You go to Forwarder. Let's say you're going to call this email address me PageMeAlso at MyDomain.com forwards to Six two one six two one five 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 621 5555 at vtex.com. And everything to that email address gets forward passed along to your cell phone company. Now, you back out of that and go back to your mail management page and go to create, add, and edit POP3 accounts and create one with exactly the same name. So you have the same name occurring twice. One is a forwarder and one is a POP3 account so now when cPanel gets an email to that address, it will forward and store. This is an undocumented feature of cPanel. I just want to take a moment to point out for our people who aren't use, used to the computer guy vernacular. Undocumented features are also sometimes called bugs, so please don't share this with the guys at cPanel. They might take it away and really mess us up and the fun for us as they say. So. That's one way of doing it. Now, we're almost at the home plate, as I'm sure you can see. We're now at the point where if we check our secret email addresses together, we will get a spamless situation. As a matter of fact, until we tell cPanel what to put in those email addresses, we'll get nothing. Now, back to that mail management submenu. There's an entry called email filtering, and if you go into there you'll get a drop-down box where you can choose from headers, spam assassin special headers, subject headers, or even message bodies. So you can create for everybody you want to receive email on the road to or everyone you know like I do because I use this feature very heavily a scan the from header for this email address And if it's found, you change the destination from your catch-all email address to your super-secret numbered email address, your obscure email address. I like to start them with the one that beeps me, and then if I get too many beeps from one person during a month, I demote them. It's very rude to tell somebody that you've demoted their email, so it'll be our little secret. All right, so then we'll just go in there. And once we get used to this system, like I said, we might only check our catch mail email address very infrequently in the future. That's how you can have whitelisting. That list of email addresses, those from addresses called your whitelist. And that represents your trusted senders who are going to go through your defense system and come right into your main email account. And when you check just those email addresses, you won't see any ads for Viagra. You won't see any ads for, for, for Cialis. Maybe your friends forward you jokes, but if they make a habit of, out of it, or if, just, if they have you on some list of their 500 best friends, you can take them out. It's up to you. And you don't have to insult them by doing that. It's a very nice system. Now, it doesn't fit any place else in what I just said, but I, I promised you email voodoo. In exchange for getting your own domain name. So, there is one more trick and a cPanel trick I want to tell you about. As you can tell, I didn't like getting many forwarded jokes. I, if, if people said, hmm, Deep Geek, maybe I should just send him the computer jokes. I'd like it more, but I don't like being on any list of my 500 best friends, as I call them. Um, and I associate this with AOL, I said. So, here's a really cool little thing, another undocumented feature I found because when you go that email filtering thing I told you about and it says destination and the default is discard. In other words, if you get Viagra with a 1 in it throw it in the garbage, right? Alright, I found out through trial and error that you can put another entry in here. You can type in colon fail colon. That is to say colon F-A-I-L colon. And if you do that Whatever triggers that filter will get an email bounce. You know, a Daemon, your email could not be f- could could not be uh, received because the, the address does not exist here. And what I did for a while, and it felt very satisfying, I must say, is I searched all email headers for any mention of AOL.com, and I k-lined the entire AOL.com domain. Oh, I felt good. So. So, I hope you learned a lot from this one. I hope you guys might take something to heart and, and fool around with cPanel, fool around with having your own domain name. Um, have a good time with the information. Um, by the way, if you're thinking, boy, i got my own domain name, I can give out POP3 accounts to everyone. A lot of people are going to stick with their big DSL and, uh, and cable modem providers for their e- personal email. Um, you know... You can pretty much, you know, set up as just your own little domain for email. As a matter of fact, you know, Mrs. Geek, which is how I jokingly refer to my wife as Mrs. Geek, I ha she has her own domain and it's just letters, you know, that stands for my first personal name and it's Love's Her First Personal Name dot com and the year we were married, you know. So that's something you might want to think about doing because if you and, and, you know, a couple of buddies have popped three email accounts on the same thing and you begin sorting by from addresses and you share friends, then, you know, you don't know Jack, Jack's email might go to, to to Bill's beeping account or something. You might want to try avoiding that. And, of course, if you find any really cool, bizarre email voodoo things to do with cPanel that I haven't mentioned... I'd love you to email me with them I'd love to know them Uh, like I said hpr at deepgeek.us is my feedback address or you can just post to the blog I will check the blog entry at hackerpublicradio.org if you want to go that route Um, so uh, let me just say uh, one follow up to an old episode um, and then I'll give you a a geek tidbit for the day Um, I I did review in a previous episode Death Note the Movie which was a live action movie derived from the Death Note anime Japanese anime I want to let you guys know that on the 15th and 16th of October 2008 this should get out to you guys before then the sequel Death Note 2 The Last Name will be playing in theaters for two days you might want to go check it out uh It's being presented by a, by an organization called Fathomevents.com. So if you are interested in Japanese anime and want to see a Japanese anime converted into a live-action film, you may want to go to Fathomevents.com. It's spelled F-A-T-H-O-M-E-V-E-N-T-S.com. Find the upcoming page. Scroll down to October the 15th and 16th. And that will be Death Note 2, the last name. Okay, today's geek tidbit. I'm going to uh, do a little two-paragraph reading for you guys from an old, old humor book called Cyberpunk Handbook, Cyberpunk Fakebook by St. Jude, Are You Serious? and Barton Nagel. It's uh, over 200 pages, I think, and I'm going to read you two paragraphs, so I think that's legal under fair use in our current copyright fanatical corporate environment we live in in america location 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 what your e-dress says about you okay we're talking snob how do you deal with the sort of person who will judge you by what you can't afford to rent either in real life or online for snob appeal consider the dot edu Hackers often have .edu addresses by finding a comfortable space somewhere in the virtual basement of a large university and just moving in. A squad .edu ad e address is intrinsically tony, but think of the possibilities. Princeton.edu? If you have to buy your way onto an online service, consider the great gray server like Netcom. Anyone might live there. It's neutral turf. No blame. Idiot-proof servers like US online, or like traveling by bus. There are too many people in line ahead of you, and most of them you'd rather not end up sleeping next to. But if you want to impress a connoisseur of e-dresses, a real e-snob, choose a service run by former hackers, especially ones who got indicted. Above and beyond, the truly snob-proof way to be online is to be the online. To have your machine act as an internet node. This is expensive so far, but it's clearly the way of the future. Being your own node is like having your own telephone, instead of sharing a party line with a hippie farmer or using a payphone in the deli downstairs. I hope you've enjoyed. I'm currently, uh, I call it semi-unplugged from the Internet. Uh, some people out there who know me might miss me. Um, in real life, it's a little tough, but I'm so interested in the future of HackerPublicRadio.org. I've only, I've decided to only semi-unplug and try to do my regular monthly episode. Um, so if anyone doesn't see me where they expect to see me on the interwebs, uh, that is why in real life it's a little bit in the way these days, but I'm still going to pump out a few things here and there. So I call it a semi-unplugged state. Enjoy. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by CARO.net, so head on over to CARO.net for all your hosting needs.